0: Because of the pandemic, we haven't been able to enjoy our favorite Broadway shows, but that doesn't mean we forget about them. Hi guys, this is Thea Sanders, CEO and founder of Naya Beauty. This week on Naya Unfiltered, I sit down and talk to Anna Villafañe, Broadway and television actress. She is famously known for portraying Gloria Estefan in the musical On Your Feet. You might also recognize her from the hit TV series New Amsterdam. Join me now on Naya Unfiltered and my chat with Anna. Enjoy! Thanks for joining me on Naya Unfiltered. Today, I have the lovely, beautiful Anna Villafanier. Um, you might recognize her from New Amsterdam and also playing Gloria Estefan on On Your Feet on Broadway. So thank you so much for joining us. How are you today? I'm great.
1: I cannot complain. Every day waking up and just being able to do it again and try again. <laughs> it's been quite the year. This year has been like six lifetimes, but um, but you know, we got to take what we can.
0: Yeah, it's so amazing, I'm, right? It's, yeah. It's like mind-blowing. So are you ready to talk beauty today? I sure am. I'm I always ready to talk beautiful. beauty. Oh, thanks. Beautiful. thanks. So um, let me ask you, what has been your journey with beauty? You know, um, when I was younger,
1: I was very natural. Like everything was pretty much, I would like put on petroleum jelly as chapstick and call it a day um, and do like waterproof mascara, always waterproof oh, mascara. That's cool one but Yes. Um, But as I got older and then when I moved to New York and when when I started really working a lot, um, that changed everything because the amount of makeup that would be put on my face, um, just I had to become a lot more aware and especially getting responsible for washing my face after having said makeup on and not falling asleep with it on. Um, but I've always been really good about like hydrating and about my diet and whatnot, because of that's just how I am. But so, and I think that is a huge element to beauty, honestly. Um, but, but I think the skincare has been a slow, a slow evolution and figuring out what works for you. It's kind of trial and error. You know, you grow up and you're like just buying random things at, at drugstores right. and, um, uh, and then you get on set and you're being asked, Oh, what do you like? What do you not like? And you don't really know until you try it. So sometimes you <laughs> you try something and you I'll take anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At first, Oh my God, when I was younger, I was such a people pleaser. And like, I didn't really know what I was doing in terms of skincare and makeup. So, so I would just say, Oh, do you use whatever you want? You're the professional. And, um, and that didn't always go well. <laughs> so it's nice that as you grow into yourself and get to know your own face, um, you realize that nobody knows it better than you. So, uh, so now I get on set. I'm like, I use this. I use this. I like black eyeliner. <laughs> is- I like. <laughs> Please fill in my eyebrows. <laughs> this is me. So, okay. So, what's your morning ritual? Like, as far my as my morning ritual, I'm obsessed with the guasha. Um, the guasha stone. Um, yeah. I have a rose quartz. Yes, I have a rose quartz one, which I'm just in love with. Uh, just to kind of like drain. I get puffy, like everybody. You know, wake up a little bit like inflamed. I have also like crazy allergies so um so depending on the season but I also just love how it feels and as a singer I'm used to warming up my face and my jaw when Mm -hmm. I'm working so it kind of makes sense that for your day and for just using your face like anything else you kind of stretch it out a little bit so so I love like I wake up and I immediately drink water I no longer drink coffee which has been about a year which as a Cuban person that's crazy. It's like, cause would um, drink strong coffee, right? <laughs> yes. Cuban <laughs> coffee. And I gave it up a year ago to, because the caffeine, um, affected my voice. And so, and it's been amazing. So I wake up in the morning and I drink a cup of water with lemon. Okay. Um, and I wash my face, brush my teeth. I'm obsessed with brushing my teeth. Like I ever well, since I was teeth, really so that's obvious. Thank you. Ever since I was really young, it's so str- I used to have like a toothbrush for the top and one for the bottom when I was like a teenager. Like I was that level of OCD. Okay. Yes. That's extra. That's extra. Yes, very extra. We've grown out of that. That was a mistake, but it's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I drink the water. I brush my teeth and then I wash my face. I've been, I've been using, I just discovered a product called OG. Okay. Um, and it's all natural. It's all organic. Um, and it's, and it's just so soft on my skin because again of going, you know, makeup artist, makeup chair, like, and then it would stage lights or set lights. It, it, it really does take a toll. So like I've learned to use a lot more hydrating products mm-hmm. and anything that really, um, that really, I guess, I guess protects my face. Um, but also prevents from, from drying out. So anything hydrating, I love like the, the, I think the most simple, the set of like Cetaphil, Oh, right. Uh, like the simplicity of it is great. Um, but OG products have been like a saving grace, which I actually only discovered this during 2020, um, at a photo shoot, they gave me a box and then, um, now I'm about to become the brand ambassador
0: for it. So I'm super excited because as an actor, the, 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 that just like fell together. Like, Oh, yeah. I love this product. And you know, Oh, by the way, I'm going to become their brand ambassador.
1: Literally like two weeks ago, I was like, "Oh, I need to order some more of the glow oil." They have this oil, which is what I use when I do the guasha, okay, and, um, to not pull my skin and just to like lymphatic drainage, whatever. But to have it smoothly roll over, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, I need to order more of the oil." And they're like, "Well, actually, we want to have a meeting with you and Bob because we know that you love our products so much, and because we see how many times you're ordering it." It's like, oh look. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, we're going to send you like a, a package and all this. So I'm so I'm super excited about that. You, you're the first to know that. Um, like, yeah, thanks. And then I pretty much work out um, and then I wash my face again. And then usually after that, it's it's makeup time. So, for example, this week I had like a 630 a.m. call time and I had to be in Brooklyn on set at that time. So I woke up at 444 in the morning, Yikes. worked out in my living room did a dance body class and then um you know with that routine of like the guasha and the washing my face whatever and then by the time i get there and then i slather more of that glow oil in the car Mm -hmm. with my mask
0: Okay.
1: Um, then i get to set and then they you know they take over but but that's pretty much my my morning routine i like to keep it as clean as possible especially with the masks now right i feel like i'm always washing my face at this
0: point you, to, you can have to because people are getting masks me right and that's like yeah. a real thing by the way yes hugely and I alternate masks like I have you know a pretty wide collection at this point
1: but I wash them by hand um and I try to make sure like I'm like okay these are for if I'm going for a run like I need to these are the only ones I use because that's a different it's just right. different. Um, whereas this is like more for like going to dinner or if
0: I'm it's like, it's like bedazzled and has rhinestones.
1: Yes, exactly. But like <laughs> nice ones. the satin ones versus like the, though I have, I have, um, sets like the, the mask that matches my like biker shorts for working out. No, <laughs> I, I can't. It's adorable. <laughs> so, like I have leopard print, a set. Um, it's a brand called Onzi. I think okay. that's what it's called, but they're so cute. And it's the same exact fabric and you order it together. It's like. The two biker shorts in the different prints i have like a tie-dye one and a leopard print one
0: and then the masks that are exactly
1: the same so it's cute, so like a cute. cute
0: yeah so okay so now when you're talking about makeup and you're talking about going on set and i actually saw um a video of you putting your makeup on for when you were um on your feet and i'm like yeah. i did not know that actors had to apply their own makeup so when you yeah. were playing this role like, what did you do? Did, you, did you, I saw you? You had like your own brushes, and it was like a full on kit. It was so a full on. Well, how did you discover like what would work on stage and what was good for your skin? Tell me about that journey.
1: So first of all, I also did not know that Broadway actors do their own makeup, um, because coming from TV and film, I assumed that someone else would do it for you. But I was wrong. The makeup designer for the show, we were actually sponsored by Mac in terms of the palettes. Because it's an '80s show, so you really need that like strong pigment, pigmented color. Um, and Gloria was always like so like fierce. So they gave me the colors, but it was just like the powder. It wasn't like the foundation or whatnot. It was like the eyeshadows, the the lip colors, and the the you know the bronzer and the blush. Okay. Um, and which was massively helpful because then I didn't have to like pick from the entire universe of makeup to to create the look for Gloria and i'm also very like i kept it extremely consistent um so so we used the mac colors which were designed for me and they like taught me how to apply it in her way and they had to really especially with shaping for her eyes okay. um at the time i was getting lash extensions because me and lashes with like the glue it's just anxiety and i just like it took so it takes so long i have so much respect for women who who actively wear
0: fake oh, I can't oh. do it. And that I to you- have the Asian eyelashes. And so it's like, I would love to know how to do it, but it's like, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't. And I would wake up with like glue. Like when I like glued, <laughs> <laughs> I
1: was like, this is not worth it. So I started getting the, the mink lashes here in New York. There's a place in Midtown that Vogue like highly recommended. And so I became like, just religiously, I would go every two to three weeks. Um, but then eyeliner. It was all about the liquid eyeliner to like really accentuate that eye. Um, and then I, I dabbled to find the right foundation for me. I was sweating. Mm-hmm. I was jumping around on stage for two and a half hours nonstop. I, I literally had like li- minutes by the minute to, to even just use the restroom during the show. Like it was it was nonstop. Um, which is great. I was getting paid to do so much cardio, but... Um, right. Yeah, right. Exercise. Right. Yeah, exactly. Who needs a gym membership? But then the lights, you know, I started realizing that my I would just get these, these little bumps. It wasn't necessarily acne, okay. but it was like the texture of my skin was really being affected by, I think, the combination of like the sweat, the lights, and the makeup. So it took me a minute to find what worked. And then the HD professionals brand, which you can buy at Sephora, you know, it's a pretty widely used that became my, my onstage um, brand. okay. And then they would send it to me and they were awesome. They were really, really cool about it. Um, and then, but in real life I use a lot lighter uh, to be honest with you, just cause I don't like to feel very cakey. So yeah. in real life I use um, the Chanel aqua line, which okay. is water-based and it, and it really is pretty translucent. And then you can layer it like, I'll, like I can put a layer on. And then if like that day I need a little bit more, I can put another layer on, you it's know, like
0: but building, you can build on Exactly. It. You can build,
1: okay. it's better to build than to like right. be cake and then have to try to like rub it off yourself with a tissue or something. I don't know. So
0: if you were going to, you know, give yourself um, a one to 10 on makeup application, what do you think, you know, you'd give yourself now that you had to like put your own makeup on when you're on, on, while you're on Broadway? Have you become like an Um, expert makeup artist? I I wouldn't say an expert, but to be honest with
1: you, I've I've always been into aesthetics and art. So like even back in the day, like in high school and in middle school, back when, you know, you would go to Claire's and pick up those little cheap like Mm -hmm. palettes of like crazy blues and teals and glitter and whatnot. I was that person who would like do my friend's eyeshadow because I- I can see like symmetry and whatnot. So, so it's, it, it just never became part of my everyday life until, until work kind of required it of me. And, um and then, I mean, I still would rather trust a makeup artist um for like big things, but I've gotten pretty good at like the. All right, I can do, in half an hour, I can give myself like a a face,
0: you know? When you're on TV, okay, when you're on set, you have a a makeup artist who's applying your makeup. Have you learned any um, tidbits or secrets that you were like, oh, okay, I can do that? Definitely.
1: So after washing my face, actually on Sunnyside, which I did for NBC last year, after washing my face, they had these, ta- these like little towels rolled up that were wet and put into a warmer. And then after washing my face, I would put that on after a long day of wearing all this makeup. And it was just like, so delicious. And then from there, put on some sort of hydrating serum, um, and, and whatnot, but also in the mornings, those under eye patches mm mm-hmm. And keeping those cold, um, just to like depuff and just to feel really awake and alert. That's like that. I mean, I have them in my in my fridge, like just like under eye gold patches. <laughs> You're like, okay, these good. Yeah, so it's like you you know on a regular what is it Wednesday? Regular Wednesday night is like me in a bubble bath, like reading a script with like the under eye thing, like living my best life with like a candle. <laughs> it's great, but you gotta learn to like you know, I, or I had to learn, I should say, I had to learn that there's nothing wrong with that, that, you know, I always felt like as like, a, I was kind of a tomboy growing up. And mm-hmm. I've always been very, like I said, like natural, my, my grandparents, my grandmothers and my mother have incredible skin and like look really young. And so I've always been like, whoa, dodged a bullet. Like we, <laughs> we have good genes. And that's not nothing I did. It's just, it just so happened. Right. But, um, but as I've gotten older, I'm like, oh, it's not like indulgent to take care of your skin and to take care of your face. Like it's actually really nice. And like, and then you feel something good on the inside too, from doing that. Um, not even for the vanity of it, it's, it's more of like a, for you, right? Cause it's for face. So it's, um, yeah. so that's been a good, those have been good tidbits and brows,
0: brows,
1: oh. brows, brows eyebrows I can have no makeup on and my hair look crazy and a bun at the top of my head and be like in leggings and whatever but if my eyebrows are not done I'm I don't feel like myself like like because just like (laughs) like, face, framing my face you know it's uh that is a game changer and that I've I learned pretty much from from work like from makeup artists that have like shown me the difference and you can really change a person's face with their brows really oh my gosh yes like what's up? like I've seen people fill it in so much that then I'm like oh no 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 like that like I look right just like it's not me um I like to stay to my natural line like to my natural the natural shape of it I just like to enhance a little bit and bring it in a little bit um just to frame my face better and that actually not only makeup artists I was in El Salvador on vacation with my family and my mom was like I don't like how your eyebrows are recently. I was like, first of all, only a mother can. I don't like
0: this about you.
1: Yeah. I was like, thanks, mom. I'm trying to like have a nice time, but you just ruined my day. (laughs) Okay. Um, But lesson learned.
0: Lesson learned. So then with makeup and, you know, um, I'm sure like you'll have a specific look because of the character, right? Like when you're talking about Gloria Estefan and like her eyes and the colors. So when you're doing your own face, do you do makeup to fit like how your mood is or like, you know, to be a character when you're out, you're out into the street? Like, what are those different moods that you feel and what, how do you use makeup that way? I think it's a good form of self-expression. I'm definitely
1: not afraid to like go for it sometimes with my eyes. Um, but I, I'm not a very big lip color person, which is interesting that you say about the characters because Dr. Castro on new Amsterdam was all about the like lip.
0: Mm-hmm. It was
1: like black eyeliner glasses, lip, like dark, dark lip. And mm-hmm. I, I, and it was interesting because it made me immediately turn into that character because it's so far from my normal like this is like as dark as i'll go in real life uh-huh. um, which is just like kind of like a more natural like, like pop like of
0: berry or something yeah. yeah
1: okay yeah like more like oh i've been biting my lip for two hours not like i'm wearing a color <laughs> right <laughs> yeah so um but but it's fun to play with it i think if anything i play with my eyes the most
0: Well, I guess it's perfect timing because of a mask, right? Like if you were a person, you wouldn't be able to really express yourself. Yeah. I've been thinking about that a lot actually, because I have brown
1: eyes and my older sister has like these like emerald green eyes Mm. and my boyfriend has blue eyes and my brother has blue eyes. And I'm just like, this is so rude because I've relied (laughs) on my my whole life (laughs) and now with the mask, I'm like. Yeah. Around, like, you know? so, you, well, you have like eyes, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know?
0: So this year has been so crazy um, because of, you know, the pandemic and then the election. Um, let me ask you, did you set any intentions for the year 2020 for yourself?
1: I did actually, I spent um, the, the year, the end of year into the beginning of 2020 in January um, in Barcelona and I was, I'm very into New Year's. I'm very into full moons. I'm very into the fact that today's 11, 11. I'm very into all of that. Like those transitional moments that just feel like the universe is giving you a chance to regenerate. Mm-hmm. Um, and 2020 felt, we knew, we all knew that something huge was coming. Yeah, right. And I find that very interesting because everyone was like 2020 vision and all this yeah, stuff. And like "20 oh. was the year. It's supposed to be yes. that year. Yeah. And I think it's very interesting because sometimes, you know, there's your plan and then there's like the world's plan or the universe's plan and, um, and learning to be adjustable to that and learning to be able to flow and learning to be able to like the ocean. It just, you know, you never know, you just have to go with it. Otherwise if you're forcing things and if you're too stubborn, um, there's a balance like you know you you have to i i'm very go for what you want and know what you want and work for it but if you're too stuck and too rigid right you're never gonna be able to really go with the flow and you're never going to be able to swim you know Mm -hmm. so um 2020 my biggest what i really wanted to achieve was to feel comfortable in my body and what i mean by this is you know going back to on your feet which closed in 2017 I really was in the best shape of my life because I was being challenged so much, right? And then afterwards I had a moment where I was plateauing because I love to work out and go to the gym, but you know, 6 hours on a bike is yeah. not the way to live. And it's right. also never going to be the same as jumping and dancing and that adrenaline and it's a very different thing that your body is doing. So I was struggling with with my own body and my comfort in my body, um, I also suffer from rheumatoid arthritis, which I've had since I was seven years old. So, so, so my relationship with how I feel in my body is a lot more than just um, aesthetic, yeah, uh, or, or work related, or wanting to look good or wanting to feel good in my clothes. So my that was my like resolution of sorts, and um, and one of the things I did at, on New Year's Eve. 2019 into 2020, was I, we like played this game, my friends and I where we like burned, little, we wrote little things that we wanted to let go of. Mm-hmm. And we burned those pieces of paper um, right at midnight. And to kind of like put that behind us and then move okay. forward. And that was huge for me because what I had written on the paper was um, where many things were a couple of things, but one of them being judging myself and so it's interesting because then cut to March when we were all stuck inside all of a sudden right. and it's like, what am I doing? And I had to really, really focus on not judging myself and on staying grateful and on staying present and on being able to go with the flow because I tend to be so stubborn and work oriented. I'm a workaholic. So, um, I, with the gyms closing, I started running okay. over the summer and that has been like a huge change in everything, because I think it's like 90% mental, but it's also gotten my body back, if not better and stronger than when it when I was doing the show. Um, and I feel like myself more than ever. In fact, I just started a new job. I'm not allowed to, s- I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but I just new joined a job. An op- yes, I just, I've been shooting since October um, for a very, very exciting show that people love. Um, and I'm the new love interest for the lead of the show. Yes, I'll tell you. I'll tell you off the off the okay. books. Um, but um, I haven't felt this comfortable in front of a camera, arguably, in my entire life. And I it dawned on me yesterday, actually. Um, I was walking around Soho, and I had the day off, and I've been whatever, you know, figuring this out for myself. And I've been like, why is it that I feel so good? Like, it's so weird. And it's it's so strange. It's so strange, but it forced me this year, forced me to learn how to cook this year, forced me to start running because the gym was closed and I had no other option. And, and I've been doing yoga and, you know, so it's so interesting how unbeknownst to me and without even trying, um, I have achieved what I wanted to achieve in 2020, despite
0: all these challenges. That's so crazy because a lot of people have said like, oh, I set these different intentions um, and goals for 2020, but because of the pandemic, I had to pivot and I had to shift. And without even realizing you've actually met your goals.
1: Right. And I think that there's a power in that, in, in understanding that sometimes when you pivot, the, I mean, there's, no, um, there's no clear path to the end, to where we want to be. Right. Um, so maybe that pivot, it's now it's a zigzag line and we thought it was gonna be a curve this way, but we're still gonna end up where we're supposed to be, maybe. I don't know.
0: But it well, feels it's it's that way. And good. I like to trust. So, but that's cool that you've met that intention and that goal. So then it's like, all right, where is that going to take you to 2021? Exactly. Do I don't know. <laughs> I mean, who knows?
1: It's honestly, I think if anything we've learned this year is the is The unknown is the unknown. And it's the scariest thing. I think that's what has, you know, the overwhelming sense of like anxiety and, um, and all of that, but learning to just say, okay, what can
0: I control? Yeah.
1: And whether that's cooking, whether that's music, whether that's learning a new skill, whether that's honestly just like watching Netflix and treating yourself to ice cream, or if that's learning a skin regimen, like I also had never, like, when would I ever have the time?
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: To, to do those things prior because my life was get on a plane, shoot, get on a plane, do a reading, you know, go to dinner with people. Like I was like, I, w- I was always very, I was like a little butterfly from flower to flower. I never gave myself the chance to just sit. And I was forced to this. So
0: so it's did interesting. Did, did Were you able to discover something new about yourself that you didn't know? Oh man.
1: So many things I think. Um, but I also like, connected with people that I don't know I would have connected with, um, connected with myself in a different way. Um, I, I've, I moved, <laughs> which is crazy. I like just moved into a new apartment, um, just got a new apartment in New York. I had to let go of a couple of things. Like I had to really assess what influences in my life were positive and bringing out the best in me versus what was not. Um, I have a very different relationship with with alcohol, you know, with like drinking. Like at first, the first like two months of quarantine, I was like, every night was like oh, a party, yeah. wine and, you know, whatever. And like, it was so fun. And it was like, oh, whatever. We're on, on this weird, like horrible vacation. That's not a vacation at all. Right. Um, but then there was a moment where I I saw myself being the victim of the situation where I was like, oh, I'm letting... This situation dictate how I behave, and this isn't me. And I was like, wait, I don't, I don't drink every night, and I don't do this. Like I'm a, I'm a person who, th- this is not my, my pattern. Right. So, so it made me. Um, that was a pivot for me. Was thinking to myself, stop being the victim of the situation, and like, what can you do now? And that's when I started running, and I started, I changed my diet. I became more like, I would say. Um, I cut out dairy and I've always, I've been gluten-free for a really long time, but I cut out dairy and I cut out meat. Um, and I've been pretty much pescatarian, like all like, I don't know, I was at a wedding last weekend and I had some like, like hors d'oeuvres that had chicken, but like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. I don't like actively seek out.
0: Right. Um, so, it, so it's just a a Learning body, what right? makes me feel good. Sorry. And you can tell a difference in your body, right? Like oh, how huge. Feel. And it's, it's kind of strange. Like when you, you initially said like, Oh, I gave up coffee a year and a half ago. And it's like, you'd think that, Oh, you'd feel tired. But then it's like, it's really strange. Like you actually have more energy. Like, yeah, you don't, you, you think it's like, you kind of fool yourself into thinking that you need it, but you actually don't need it.
1: I think right? we underestimate what we're capable of because we're so ingrained in our behavior. And I mm-hmm. think that's what this year has been helpful for, which, you know, my life being so busy before this. And then, but it was also a very good distraction from what really makes me feel good about myself when I'm just me in a room, not with, not doing press, not having anything to do with work, just me as a, me as a woman, me as an individual, me as a friend, me as a daughter, me as a sister, me as all the things that I am that aren't an actress. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Okay. And that was, that was huge because my identity has been so attached to being an actress for so long. And that's beautiful. I'm very grateful that I get to like live my dream. It was like, that's not who I
0: am. It's like, Anna, meet Anna. It's like, you have to meet yourself and really get to know yourself. Yeah, and it was uncomfortable. It
1: was uncomfortable. And with everything going on in this country, I felt extremely uncomfortable. It was like layers of discomfort because um, as I'm, I'm an empath, so I'm very sensitive to everything that happens and I'm technically a woman of color, but I'm, but I, but you can't compare, like it's, you know, but I have the privilege of being pretty white looking. Right. Um, and I'm very, very much like I'm always representing like I'm I talk a lot about representation and authenticity and like I turn down a lot of roles that I think are stereotypical for Latinas because it's just it's not me. I'm I'm very very grateful for the education that I have and the upbringing that I've had and my parents, you know, I came from nothing, but I want to see I I want little girls to see themselves represented in a certain way. So I there's a lot that I've turned down. Um, because I want to play strong women and I want to play smart women and I want to play like and a variety of women it's not just always hello like you know
0: (laughs) I guess it's like you know it's funny because not funny but it's great because now there's like choice right Mm -hmm. for some women and I think actors didn't really have a choice because they were so pigeonholed and typecasted right absolutely absolutely And so along with that, I think with the, um, freedom of choice and being able to express yourself, it also changes the definition of beauty. Like what is beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. Because before Mm -hmm. the idea that you'd see in media, what is beautiful is like completely different from what it is now. And I think as like, you're saying like, I'm not going to just feed into the stereotype, Mm -hmm. right? It's, um, it's going to be different. So You know, you've been in the business for a while and have you seen like the definition of what is beautiful evolve in roles, especially? I mean, you know, what's interesting, I think the
1: definition of what is beautiful has, has always been a multitude of things. I just think the industry is, is like 10 steps behind reality. Um, I think the industry, for example, diverse casting and saying, "Oh, this is a diverse cast." The world is diverse, right. so just call it what it is. This is yeah. half of humans telling a story. Um, don't call me the diversity hire. Don't right. call me the oh, and and our Latinx blah blah blah. No, no, like that. We need to move past that. And so it's in this like headline culture. I think I think it's baby steps. I do see the difference. I am seeing the difference, but it's up to, I think, creatives. Um, It's up to the actors themselves. Like what you allow is what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So taking a little bit more responsibility and saying, no, I'm not going to do that. And you know what? Maybe there's someone else who really needs that paycheck and really wants that press and is going to be happy to do that. Or it's more true for them. But I personally, my face, my body I want it to I want it to mean something else. I think someone who's done a great job in that, for example, is Zendaya. Mm-hmm. Like I think that the barriers that we have to jump, you know, the, the hoops we have to jump through as actors, it's it's a matter of of having, like with anything, whether you're I think that as actors, but also just as people, having your boundaries knowing what you want and being unafraid to say no and to say yes or to ask. You know, there are many times that I've sent emails and been like, I want this. Is that a possibility? And then it
0: happens. (laughs) So let me ask you this question. When was the moment that you felt empowered to say, no, I'm not gonna do that at work? Do you remember that moment?
1: I do actually, it was a a show. um, It was a show about maids. And, and which is, listen, it's a reality, it's a real thing. And it is very much prevalent. Um, Like that is, and it's nothing, it's completely dignified. There is nothing bad about people who are domestic workers. Um, But in this case, I didn't think the writing was um, substantiating anything. And I, and I thought it was, it was just, this was like 2013 or 2014. And I was, this was before Broadway, which changed my um, level of power in the industry for sure. But I already felt that it was time to not sell out for me. Um, So I said no to it. And I remember my team at the time, my former team, but my, my team at the time, they were like, how could you say no to this? This is like a really big deal. It's a really big paycheck. It's a really big, like the people attached, the people producing, the directors, like it's all. And I'm like, that's lovely, but I don't think, I don't think that like, if you're going to have an all Latina cast, why does it have to be about mates at, yeah. at this stage in history? If it's not like Roma, that's, there's the difference between something that is artful and um, kind of exposing
0: a reality
1: mm-hmm. versus like a soap opera type right. Right, narrative that's kind of like a desperate housewives meets but about maids. Like it, I, I was like, that's just not what I personally want to achieve in this business, personally. Yeah. Someone else, great, go, do it, thrive. May you win all the awards, but like, I don't, I don't need to. And then it's funny because then when on your feet happened, we were not only the first ever authentically cast Latin show on Broadway and Emilio Estefan was adamant about that. He was like, I don't want people in brownface. I don't want people throwing on an accent who just look a little bit ethnic. Like I want real Hispanic people. And that felt really beautiful. Um, But on top of that, it was the first time that a show on Broadway um, had no violence or gangs. And it wasn't about, you know, kind of like the hood, like it was people in boardrooms and it was a love story and a story about becoming successful and talent and about believing in yourself and believing in love and staying true to who you are when the world is telling you to change or when the world is asking you to be a stereotype of yourself, just just to appeal to the masses. And, um, and I think that's that's something that I really learned in embodying Gloria for three years of my life, um, because that's an example that now I'm, that now I am living too, you know? And so it's interesting because it just, that's, and that's the power of those examples. So now for me, maybe somebody watching and somebody who follows my career will, will feel the same way. And in real life, which, life imitates art and art imitates life, right? So in real life, that sense of empowerment, that sense of, oh, I can be a rock star. I don't have to just be a maid. Right. That that is progress.
0: You know, before, you know, it was the creator had to be, in order to show that diversity, then the creator had to be a Latina or Latino or African-American in order to cast, right? um and have that representation but I guess now it's like do you see this shift that where creators are you know Caucasian they're white and they're cognizant of like okay there has to be more representation I mean it seems as though yeah. the wave is and there's always that push like a fight for more representation and better representation right. and it's so it's like it's like short-lived like yeah we really want to do it and then they kind of fall back to what they normally do and then it yeah. has creators where the writers are of color or the directors are of color to like really actively, you know, make a stand and cast appropriately. I mean, what can we do or what do you think is that not to fall back on, you know, that the old norms of like, yeah, we're going to try, we're really going to do it. And then it's like, they just keep on doing the same thing. Um, I mean, I think, I think we have to be
1: patient because I think people I think people are learning. Um, I think that the more and more we talk about these things and the more and more, you know, the more and more actors say no, for example, to the stereotypes, the more and more creatives will get it and say, oh, well, maybe there's a reason why that's happening. Um, but I think it's, it's it just takes time. It just, the awareness is at least pretty out there. Um, I do have hope. I tend to be very optimistic, so I do have hope for it. Um, and I have really genuinely seen a, a, a big shift just since I started, like I moved to LA when I was 18, it was 2008. Um, and from then to now it's a completely different ball game. Um, plus you do have people who are not just, you know, the, like the decision makers look Mm -hmm. different now too. Um, So that's beautiful to see, but I think that it's just a matter of awareness and it's just a matter of like having open conversation and being honest and uh, holding people accountable, honestly. And and all it takes is one risk. All it takes is one person willing to make the risk.
0: I mean, it's, it's awesome to see like um, interracial, like love interests, you know, Yeah. ladies where it's like, you're right. You're not, um, you have that diverse. Um, diversity higher, but they're the maid or they're the giant' reporting, right. Supporting, right. actually like a major character, and they're a love interest, right. And I
1: love when, and what i what I love to see and what I love to take in terms of roles, and this what I'm doing right now, being one of them, and it is an interracial love story as well, like an interracial couple um and he's so hot he's so dreamy it's so great um it's my job is so fun but she there's nothing in her storyline or character about being latina she just is and that's right. the thing that's what i love that's and that's what i for.
0: that that's really beautiful that they don't have to explain it away or you know i've seen some some um, programs where it's like oh okay but you know they're African American, oh, but they're biracial, they're half white and half black. So it's, it's like, like oh, okay, well, that's okay. But then it's like they kind of have like this like explanation, but it's kind of cool that it's like, she just is. This is, yeah, this is, it is. and then that's more- what I tell people in my meetings, especially
1: in general meetings or in any kind of writers, like me when I meet with writers and stuff. I'm like, I'm Cuban and Salvadoran, Spanish is my first language, but I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. You can't get more American than that. And I don't go to Starbucks and say, I'll have a cafe, please. So stop writing us. Like if we are these like (laughs) caricatures of ourselves, like I don't need to be a little bit more ethnic for you. Right. I woke up in my ethnicity. I woke up in my skin. I woke up with my culture and I woke up, you know, already uh, standing on the shoulders of the people who came before me to open those doors. I don't need to keep doing that. I don't need to speak in an accent. I don't need to, and I can, and for the right role and for the right, film or for the right situation it makes sense but if it's just to add a little bit of uh a little bit of
0: flavor for you
1: salsa, just Oh my god zero no
0: okay I so ain't. what do you think your um if you could do a dream project what's your dream role dream
1: role i really want to do a period piece oh, I, I really say
0: really- this period piece i love period <laughs>
1: period pieces i don't even know what era but um, but maybe like the roaring twenties or something like that. I love period pieces. I think it's just so magical and being able to really escape the time. And I think we can learn a lot from history because there's a lot that's changed, but there's a lot that hasn't. Right. <laughs> so I think especially in terms of like female stories, like a period piece, definitely. That's and not- you know, a biopic or two. I do love a biopic but, that maybe that's- there may be something in the works with
0: that. So oh really? Yes, but we'll see. Okay, we'll see. And so now, you know, your life has been on display, well, as an actress, right? And you're on the screen and on the stage. And, and of course, you, you'll you post some stuff on your Instagram. And um, people think that they know you, but mm-hmm. not really know you, but they think they know you because they feel a connection to your character that you're portraying. Is there something that you can reveal about yourself that might surprise your fans?
1: I'm such a nerd. I don't
0: know if that's even surprising
1: at this point, but I, I'm such a nerd. Like I love to read. I love, like, I journal every morning. Like I'm like a very, I'm actually, I've gotten a lot more private um, in the more recent years. I actually turned off my Instagram for like a year in 2018 and it was amazing. It was like a sabbatical for like my mind. Um, But I guess I would say just that I'm a nerd and that I'm kind of like a lot less, uh, again, I, I think that something really beautiful has happened in, in taking my identity from I'm an actress to I'm a person mm-hmm. um, and kind of having my like feet on the ground feels really good, but I don't know. I don't know if that's like surprising. I'm trying
0: to think of what else would be surprising.
1: Um, I don't know, I can't
0: whistle. <laughs> <You> can whistle?
1: <laughs> I can't whistle. I you can't whistle. can't? Or you can Cannot. Cannot. Like I'm like, t- like it's embarrassing. I don't get it. I don't understand it. And like when people do like the fancy whistles, like my dad does like these like fancy whistles like that are so loud. Like I can, he can whistle in like the back of a Whole Foods and I'll know. I'm like, oh, it's like the bat signal, but I can't whistle.
0: I'm sorry. I don't know. It's like she's a nerd and she can't whistle. That's what the takeaway is. <laughs> Those are all my deep,
1: dark secrets.
0: <laughs> so, okay. And uh, let me just say, ask you in closing um, your evening beauty routine. What is it something that's like you are religious about in your evening beauty routine? I mean, washing
1: my face. That is for sure. That's Definitely true. washing my face. Aquaphor. I love Aquaphor. I use that, like, it's, like, next to my bed. I have, like, Aquaphor as, like, just lip for lip mm-hmm. life. Um, also, I mean, I don't know if this could, would count, but I use, like, the the satin pillowcases. And that's, like, the best, both for my face and for my hair.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it keeps my hair, like, shiny. Um, People but... love
0: secrets. Sorry? People love secrets, like what your beauty yes.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I also drink like a lot of tea at night. I tend to do like, like CBD tea just to oh. like, unwind. yeah. So there's this really great brand that they sent me this, like, first of all, it was like a lifetime supply because I have not run out since like 2018. But <laughs> it's the like brand the ambassador program. <laughs> I know, seriously. I don't know, but I'm like, okay, keep giving me stuff. It's, it's great. <laughs> um, but this like CBD tea that just like, chills me out and it's like chamomile um but I'm also a candles person I think beauty has a lot to do with like the vibe I'm all about setting the vibe I light candles I have jazz playing I have my tea I'll like read something like I'm very um like I think that that has a lot to do with with how you look because how you feel
0: is is going to inform how you look to me right so that's, um, yeah, that's your evening beauty routine. And any magic potion other than your oil?
1: Any magic potion? Um, I'm trying to think. Honestly, that oil and Aquaphor, keep it simple. I, I don't think you really need that much. When I'm like, if I'm like breaking out, mm-hmm. then I use the like Neutrogena on the spot. And, and those little Mighty Patch, Things, I get those on set. They give me those on set. Um, but those little mighty patch things that like, just like take away any blemish pretty much immediately. But as long as you wash your face,
0: I mean, I love the fact that the the items that you're talking about are things that an everyday person can go to the store and pick yeah. up, you know, yeah. Not like that's like, Oh yeah. Like this, this lotion from Paris that's cost like exactly. bucks for a <laughs> sample, you know, these are, <laughs> attainable things like you're a real person that yeah I absolutely absolutely anything fancy i steal from set
1: (laughs) or they give it to me usually they give it to me i also like drunk elephant that brand that brand has been great they have one face mask that i use um that i use pretty religiously which is like the the baby skin i think it's called baby skin it's pink it's like a little fat tub but drunk elephant has great products um, and that I also learned from makeup artists at work. So, See? so, you know, you pick things up as you go along. <laughs>
0: Great tips. Oh my gosh, Anna, thank you so much for joining me today. It thank was like, you. So it was literally just like, I could sit here and grab my water and my tea and just talk to you all day long. Oh my God,
1: same. We can do that.
0: You what I mean? it's just like, hey, grab your tea, your CBD tea. I'll grab whatever cocktail I have in my hand. and Let's just do it. <laughs> down. I'm so down. I'm so here for it. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Naya Unfiltered with Anna Villafagne. I want to thank Anna for spilling some secrets about makeup on Broadway. For the full video version of this interview, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and stay updated on all things Naya by following our Instagram page at Naya Beauty App. See you next time.